Joe Biden did something that no other president in history has ever done. And it's pretty bad. Even worse is the White House's explanation as to why he did it. We'll get to all that in just a minute. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we've got breaking news. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is expected to tell House Republicans today that beginning an impeachment inquiry into President Biden is the logical next step. The news comes one day after the Biden administration announced a prisoner swap with Iran that unfroze $6 billion in sanctioned money for that state sponsor of terrorism. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that celebration of 9-11 and the commemoration of the death of 3,000 Americans at the hands of state sponsors of terrorists in a minute. That's that's a story. That's a story that we're going to have to delve into that um, all by ourselves. But yesterday was it was a big day. It was a big day. I knew September 11th was going to be a big day because a Congress was coming back into session. B, it was the 22nd anniversary of the terrorist attacks uh, on Ground Zero in New York City and the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. and Virginia and in the uh, the field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where a plane was taken down by American heroes who decided to take their own lives in order to save countless other lives at the Capitol building, which was the known target for that uh, United 93 plane. Now, yesterday, when the whole world stopped to to share a, a moment of silence to commemorate and remember those who died, while the rest of the world was gathered around, sharing their memories, talking about how this changed the world, talking about how we will never forget, how, talking about you know how the New York City is forever changed, Washington D.C. forever changed. The lives 22 years ago, as I said before, there are 21 year olds, people who are old enough to drink and vote and serve this nation. Uh, you know, I, and in the military, and they have no idea. They weren't even there. They don't remember. And they are selecting leaders who are supposed to protect us from something like this ever happening again. It's very scary. It's very difficult. And that's why it's our duty as those who were there to keep the memory alive. That's why every September 11th, we pause. We say thanks. We say a prayer. We show the images. We tell the stories and we go to the commemorations. Well, we used to go to the commemorations yesterday at Ground Zero. Joe Biden was not in attendance for the uh, for the uh, celebration of the lives of those who perished in uh, at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden was noticeably absent from that celebration. His wife and uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin were there in his stead in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Guess who wasn't there? Joe Biden, who always loves to talk about how he's from Pennsylvania and he grew up in Scranton and Scranton's the best and he loves Pennsylvania. He loves Pennsylvania so much that he wasn't there on this solemn occasion to mark the lives of the men and women who, again, get, made the decision, made the decision to take their own lives, to to get that plane into the ground so that other innocent Americans would not be killed by those savages uh, who took over those aircraft on 9-11-2001. Joe Biden was in Alaska. He was in Alaska. It was the first time in 22 years that a sitting president did not attend any celebration. Joe Biden was in Alaska, 3,000 miles away from New York City. That's one mile for every American who was killed on 9-11. He was 3,000 miles away in Alaska, not at Ground Zero. He sent Kamala instead, who, by the way, cackled while she was there, because that's what Kamala Harris does. You know, I mean, I understand that cackling's your thing. I understand you have the nervous laughter. I understand you're probably nervous because you're at ground zero when your boss should be there and he's not, he's in Alaska. And when somebody comes up and talks to you, you start smiling and laughing while they're reading off the names of over 2,000 people who perished. 
while you're standing in front of two large fountains where 110-story buildings used to stand until our own aircraft were used to take them down by bloodthirsty terrorists who were hunting Americans and were hell-bent on doing anything they could to destroy as many of us as possible? <laughs> what a what a what a what a good time that is, huh? And Peter Ducey from Fox News had the opportunity to talk to the White House and ask them, gee, guys, why is it that the president of the United States said no nah, thanks to these celebrations and these commemorations of the uh, the lives of the Americans who died so tragically and heroically on 9-11? Why is it that Joe Biden said, oh, 9-11, it's really a bad time for me. I got to be in Alaska. So, you know, let's just do, get me an American flag. Yeah, find me a microphone. I'll just it's a, Alaska's a state. Yeah, sure. It's not even connected. It's not even connected to the rest of the country, but it's a state, right? Sarah Palin's from there. Huh? I think, yeah, we'll do something in Alaska. They asked, why is it that Joe Biden, Peter Ducey went to the White House and said, why is it that Joe Biden is in Alaska? Why is he, for the first time in a quarter century, breaking tradition of presidents going to one of the crash sites, if not all of them, and, and, and paying homage and respect to those dead Americans uh, who perished 22 years ago? Here's what the White House said. Listen to this very carefully. I still don't believe it, and I've heard it nine times. When I, when I asked a White House official why it is that President Biden is, was here and missing the 9-11 uh, commemorations at the attack sites, the analogy that I was given is that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, U.S. presidents were not still going to visit Hawaii. Hmm. I, uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I just I wonder who I wonder who wrote that gem. 22 years after Pearl Harbor, presidents weren't still going to Hawaii. I mean, come on, guys. How long are we supposed to remember these attacks? Pearl Harbor, like tw it's been 22 years. That's like that's like a Taylor Swift album. I mean, let's move on. Look. You're lucky that Joe Biden got up in Alaska to say something. You're lucky that Joe Biden remembers 9-11 at all. In fact, Joe Biden doesn't actually remember 9-11. He thinks he does, but he doesn't, because here's what he said in Alaska yesterday. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget, we never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked, Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could away from where you could stand. All right. So Joe Biden says we will never forget, never forget, never forget. But Joe Biden forgot that he wasn't at Ground Zero the day after 9-11. He wasn't there at all. He was in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden didn't visit Ground Zero the day after 9-11, as he said, so clearly he forgot. Joe Biden went to Alaska to celebrate 9-11, to commemorate the lives of the dead, and lied about being at Ground Zero. Not only did he not go to Ground Zero on 9-11 in 2023, but he didn't go to Ground Zero on 9-12-2001. I mean, this guy's he's either pathological or dumb or, I don't know, dement or all three. Who knows really what's going on? with this guy, but clearly he's unfit for office. And I guess Kevin McCarthy came along, uh, to, came along, to, came around to that realization because he is beginning those impeachment inquiries into Joe Biden, the long-awaited impeachment inquiries into 
Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Now, there's something else interesting that happened on 9-11, 2023, and that is that the United States government, the State Department, decided, hey, you know what? While we are, while we are remembering this tragedy, while we are remembering this attack from Middle Eastern terrorists under the under the orders of Osama bin Laden, these attackers who infiltrated our society with these sleeper cells from this ISIS terrorist network, these um this al-Qaeda terrorist network, pardon me, these, uh, in, these you know, it really infidel, well, where are the infidels? These guys who came over here, they set up in our society, they flew our planes, they bought tickets, they flew the planes into buildings with Americans on board, killed thousands more. These guys are from state sponsors of terror. They're from, they're from Middle Eastern countries who use the money they make from oil to pay and train and and arm and kill uh, and you know what send out people to kill Americans all over the all over the world and they've been doing it for decades and that one of those countries is Iran Iran probably very few countries hate us more than Iran does I imagine North Korea is still not a big fan although Kim Jong Un did warm up to Donald Trump and well Dennis Rodman uh, Vladimir Putin still kind of despises us. Uh, he used to be scared of us. Now he just laughs at us. China did like is ready to just pull the trigger on the United States of America, man. They they're loading up that gun. They're pointing it to our head and they're just ready to go. Bam, bam, bam. Um, but there's very few countries that hate us more than Iran. And when Iran finally becomes a fully armed nuclear power, that's going to be a big headache for all of us. Um, but look, you know, it didn't matter. They chose the United States chose September 11th to do something that probably nobody thought was a good idea anyway, but definitely not on the anniversary of one of the deadliest terrorist attacks in history. The U.S., according to the AP, moved to advance a prisoner swap with Iran and releases six billion dollars in frozen funds. The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer six billion in frozen Iranian money from South Korea to Qatar without fear of U.S. sanctions. In addition, as part of the deal, the administration has agreed to release five Iranian citizens held in the United States. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed off on the sanctions waivers last week, a month after U.S. and Iranian forces uh, uh, said an agreement in principle was in place. Congress was not informed of the waiver decision until Monday, because it was on vacay. The outlines of the deal had been previously announced and the waiver was expected, but the notifications marked the first time the administration said it was releasing five Iranian prisoners as part of the deal. The prisoners have not been named. So here's what's happening. We got five Americans, okay? We got five Americans who are coming home from Iran. Good news. Bad news is they get five Iranians and $6 billion. I mean, is this like the worst deal ever? Hey, you got five of our guys. We got five of your guys. Even Steven, let's swap. Iran says, no, we want $6 billion on top of it. And Anthony Blinken goes, ah, okay, fine. I mean, come on. This is, this is, this is, I mean, that's the worst. That's the worst deal we've made since, well, we pulled out of Afghanistan and left $85 billion worth of equipment, Bagram Air Force Base and American civilians, um, American military men and women and American operatives on the ground. Oh, and basically handed over the country to the Taliban slash China, two more nation states that despise us. Anyway, that's uh, that was I'll be honest with you. This may have been this may have been one of the worst 9-11s since 9-11. But that's what happens when you have somebody like Joe Biden as commander 
in chief. Uh, speaking of Joe Biden and the impending impeachment inquiry and Speaker McCarthy, one more little tidbit of information that I did want to share with you, because, again, it shows us the two tiered system of justice in the United States of America. Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, had his office ambushed yesterday by a bunch of left wing lunatic activists who burst in, took over his office, sat down and started chanting in the middle of the day. Listen to this. Oh, they're just making themselves at home. They're just, they're just interrupting. Look, she's closing her door. She's like, you guys are loud. I'm closing my door. This guy's just walking around taking care of beeswax. And what they're doing is they are, they're chanting pass Pepfar now, McCarthy, uh, which is like an HIV AIDS type thing. I don't even really know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even really know what it is, but it's like an HIV AIDS legislation bill that he's not passing because well, he's got more important things to do. So these activists go in there. They take over the Capitol bill. They take over the speaker's office. Now, you may remember that there was a guy who went into uh, Nancy Pelosi's office when she was speaker. He went in on January 6th and he was uh, he put his foot up on the desk. He took an envelope. He left a quarter and he uh, came back out. He was charged with insurrection, with uh, an unlawful entry. He was given something like six years. For, for doing exactly what these people are doing. These people were not dragged out. These people are not being hunted down by the FBI. These people are not going to be held in front of some tribunal, or at least they better. If these people aren't given the same treatment that the January 6th protesters got, then there's definitely a two-tiered system of justice, and the FBI and the DOJ are corrupt. Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray need to be combing through social media right now. They need to be investigating these people. They need to be talking to their relatives and their neighbors. They need to get fired from their jobs, which I don't think many of them have jobs anyway. So that's probably it's probably not a big deal. And they need to be thrown in jail without bail for years and due process, schmoo process. We need to search their cell phones. We need to demand their articles of clothing. We need to show up at their house with warrants for their arrest. And Joe Biden the president of the United States, he needs to be indicted. He needs to be indicted for uh, for uh, causing an insurrection because these people charged the Capitol. They occupied the Capitol and Joe Biden didn't do anything to stop it. Joe Biden was sat silent, sat silently by and allowed this insurrection at the speaker's office to happen. So he needs to be indicted in D.C., probably in Delaware. You know, where was? It? Oh, and Alaska. Let's indict Joe Biden in Alaska, because that's where he was when he wasn't stopping this insurrection in Kevin McCarthy's office yesterday. McCarthy. I don't know what Pepfar is, but it sure is. It sure is sound fun to say. Listen, before we wrap up today, I need you to do one thing, and that is make sure that you are following us. Make sure that you are make sure you are following this podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you download this podcast every single day. Make sure that you are telling people about this podcast. People that are like you, like-minded, patriotic individuals, liberty, love, and freedom defending who want to save this country. People who aren't like you, so we can ho hopefully, you know, knock some sense into them and get them to come around to the side of America, of the Constitution, of freedom, of liberty and of of this Republican form of government that we've grown to love um, 
and that we will protect at all costs. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, remember, you, me, all of us together, we got to do it. We got to do whatever we need to do to save the republic.